Welcome, new initiates, to the, to the hidden, hidden monastery. My twin and I shall be your teacher. Before we train your bodies, we shall train your minds. Listen and reflect as we tell this fable. Hello and welcome back to Fate and Fables. My name is Matthew Jackson, your DM. Last chapter we listened as the Ravens of Morn, Nick Snackle Love Letter, and Shepin Namfoodle Stamp Stumbler sprinted through the walled streets of Castle Lemwood. The gnomes took shelter in an abandoned building next to the house of the dwarven guard Tind, who helped them escape from the assault of the Master of Arms of the castle. However, the cleric of the castle, a stern woman known as Mistress Byrne, led an envoy of guards right to them, following the footprints to Tin's home. The gnomes, still hurting from the scramble in the dining hall, each cast a spell, passed without a trace and invisibility. Silent and imperceptible, they tumbled out into the wet streets, sprinting away as they watched Tind and his family be taken by the guard. The gnomes found shelter, though, in a stable near the southern wall of the castle. Within it, they found a bushy, red-headed girl taking care of the horses. Due to their magic, they managed to stay hidden. But as night broke over Castle Lemwood, there was a knock at the door. Composed and polite, the castellan of the castle greeted the stable girl as the invisible gnomes watched on. This is Chapter 5 of The Postal Code. Good evening. Do you think it would be too much to let me in? And you see her legs shake for a moment, and you can see her knuckles turn white around this pitchfork. Um, And she sort of spreads her legs in a little bit more of a a strong stance and um, then you see him tilt his head slightly to the side and him sort of move uh, bend down slightly so his eye level is in line with hers and he mutters but you still hear it perfectly as you can hear a pin drop uh, even as the rain cascades down as you hear him say you would want to let me punch. And you see her loll back and the grip release over the pitchfork almost. And you can hear it clatter against the ground. She goes, Would you like to come in? And you just see him step across the threshold and move her out of the way as he walks deliberately and slowly through the horses. He looks at each of them, smiling, still, and turns to her. Have you seen two gnomes come through here? Or funny little children running through the streets at all? She just shakes her head, no words. And if you do see them, You'll tell someone, won't you? 
She just nods her head. That's good. You have a good evening, little one. And he walks back out of the room. And then, as the door closes, even though you strain to hear it, you hear no footsteps echo past the door. She just sort of stands in the stable. She picks up her pitchfork and she goes and she sits on her hay and sort of just stares at the wall. The horses sort of, as, <laughs> as she sits, they all become uneasy, almost like they were holding their breath as well as he was in the room. I walk up to the horse we are next to. You're right next to it. <laughs> I ask the horse... Under my breath, so the horse can hear me. <laughs> but not her. <laughs> not her. What was, what, what just, what, what happened? Tell me what just happened to you. The horse, now it does not make a noise, but you can read from its eyes mm-hmm. and its, in its, in its, anim, its bestial movements. Who the fuck just said that? Who the <laughs> fuck just said that? Who said that? Who the fuck just said that? Where are you? I'm... So, hello, I'm one of the gnomes that... that you are, ma- like, right in its ear. Make an animal handling check. 19. Okay, Nyx, you are behind the horse. You see one of the legs raise up as if it's about to kick and then place back down oh. as you as you whisper into its ear and you just put a hand up and you start petting its flank and it calms. No, I can't see you. I can't see you. You're invisible. They're not here to hurt you. What is invisible? What is invisible? We can't be seen, but we're good. We're not going to hurt you or anyone in here. Are you all right? What just happened to you? We are friendly. There's two of us in here. You might kick her by accident, but she'll live. It's fine. There was that beast. (laughs) There was that beast. That beast came in here. It's like a wolf. It's like a man. It's like like a predator. You can just tell that it's spooked by whatever figure that was, but it doesn't. This horse doesn't have a lot of information mm-hmm. other than that, but it does convey not human to you. Did you say wolf? But it looked like a <laughs> it looked like a man man. Wolf would be one of the interpretations, but it, it could also be interpreted as any predator. Right, right, right. Thank you. He is gone now. You are safe now. I don't feel safe. Well, yes, there's not much I can do about that (laughs) at this moment. But we'll see what we can do. Do you mind if we slept? Come on, man. Do you mind if we slept in your stall and we'll figure out what to do in the morning? Well, I know that. Sure. We'll be, we're very small. We'll be in that corner. I point towards the corner. The horse looks at the corner. Please do not sit on that corner. We are very small. (laughs) With advantage. Because of your soothing, gnomish voice. 18. 18. Yeah, this horse, this horse shifts slightly away from that corner. And it leans against the side of its stall. Thank you. You're a very pretty horsey. Thank you. Thank you. You see it calming a little bit. The other horse is sort of still spooked. What was that all about? He said it was a wolf. 
wolves again? Listen, I knew that from the start that there was gonna be some wolf drama. <laughs> Didn't I? I you did, you said I that. saying werewolves. Oh, we've gotten ourselves into such a pickle, Stampy. What are we gonna do? It seems like everyone in this town wants to kill us. Nix, I, you're still very new to this job. I've been around the block more times than you. But this is still the worst situation you've been in, isn't it? I mean, I don't know, the Ledbetter delivery, I keep flashing back to it. That corridor just was so long, and there were spike pits at the end of it. And snakes. Oh. <laughs> so many snakes. And then the wolves and the snakes appeared to cooperate, chasing us together. It's at this point, <laughs> both of you crammed into the corner of this room, <laughs> knowing where each other are, sort of just hold each other's hands for a moment, just because it's nice when you're both invisible. It's nice to know where the other person is as you both recall your worst <laughs> job. Next. You're still very young. You can stay here and be safe while I go kill the Castellan. <laughs> Steffi, I'm not going to let you do that for me. But I feel like the fastest way to getting this job over and done with is to kill what is clearly a very bad person. Yes, but I think we need to do this together and have a plan because what if you go and try and kill this guy and you just die and then I'm stuck here alone? I mean, you could leave. And I still won't have delivered the letter. Um, that's, that's the most important thing as you here. Get passionate in your <laughs> speech. Um, the horse sort of like over the top, but still you notice um, that the girl has fallen asleep as you go sort of peer over, <laughs> like worried about the noise that you're making. But she's she seems to be uh, out asleep on the hay. On the sanctity of the male. That's not a thing. <laughs> That's not a thing. You made it up. It is a thing. Swear that you're not going to leave me while I'm asleep here tonight. If I wake up and you're not here, I will never forgive you. All right. We'll murder the Castellan together then. We don't necessarily have to murder anyone, but if that's what it takes to get this letter delivered... Just break his legs or something. <laughs> okay. Such noble, such noble postal workers planning to break someone's legs to deliver a letter. Now, let's sleep because I'm in a lot of pain and I'm very tired. I'd love to, I'd love to heal those wounds if it, I, but we're invisible. I... You drop the spell? I drop the spell. Okay, you both become visible um, and you see each other and you can see as you look at each other you are both muddy a bit bloody out of sorts your hat is like missing uh, it's not on your head it fell off at some point um, Stampy you beret you hear a sound come from outside as you turn visible no <laughs> a flapping of wings land on the door and you see a familiar raven uh, as she uh, makes no sound but just flies over head 
and looks sits in uh, the beams of uh, the top of the stables and just looks down at you um, curiously. I look up at Avery and just really quick pat myself on the head to symbolize <laughs> my beret is gone. She flies away. <laughs> um, my beret is never far away from me, Nick. Did, did we send for help? No. <laughs> I. We could have used her to send for backup, Stampy. I mean, it's all happened very quickly. <laughs> yeah. This is your first breather. Right. Yes, I do. Just I did. Just in the in the heat of things, forget that she was just there with us the whole time. She left when you jumped into the building. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. But during the fight and everything. Oh yeah. She keeps herself out of harm's way. Yeah. Well, can you heal me, please? Oh right, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Nick sort of. <laughs> lifts up uh, and reveals like the, the sword uh, scrapes that she has. Yikes. You cast... I thought jumping from that second story window was difficult. <laughs> I cast cure wounds. <laughs> so you cast the simple spell, again, tracing the symbols into the air. And <laughs> as you sort of finish the last line, you place uh, your fingers... Uh, just hovering just slightly over the wound and Nix you feel uh, the, uh, the the painful area uh, at your ribs uh, start to feel very hot and warm and you watch as the uh, wound heals at a rapid pace and the skin closes over until you just have a bit of a a, uh, a lighter patch uh, where it's the not... skin is fresh oh I thought it was going to scar I want Battle scars. Oh, Nix, you're young. Battle scars just appear on you when you don't notice. <laughs> Look at these ears. I'm gonna sleep now. Okay. I just roll over. You into, roll over. Yep. You don't have to announce what you do. I can see you now. Um. Is that just a D six? A D six. For, uh, for uh, this spell, cure wounds. Mm. Um, I believe. Oh yeah, you've you've you you roll for the for the heal. Oh, do I? Uh, uh, Stampy. Um, it's a. I thought it was a D8. I'm not sure. That might be a D8. Um, let me just double check for you. Um, it's D8 plus your ability spellcasting ability modifier. So that's your wisdom. So it's a plus three whatever you roll. A seven. Seven? So ten. So heal ten points. Um, still not good. Still not great. Can I just, while she's sleeping, just cast it again? Yeah, as she falls asleep, you start tracing the spell again and uh, expending your last spell slot. No, that was my second of four spell slots. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I did not use magic in the fight. Jeez. So you've used a jump. Pass without trace, cure wounds, cure wounds. Yeah. Cool. Six. Six. So nine. Was it six natural? Oh no, it's a, it's a, oh, it's a six. Three plus three. Um, yeah. And uh, you breathe easier as your bruises heal over as well. Now, 
it is in no way a comfortable night's rest. And at multiple points throughout the night, you wake up um, and uh, are tossing and turning in your sleep. Um, you, unfortunately, do not gain the benefits of a long rest. <laughs> because there seems to be some malignant force or presence within this castle um, that you feel deep down every time you start to find rest uh, nightmares flash up in your mind of for you Nyx it's uh, the look on the face of uh, Tim's family as you scramble around the corner um, but in your uh, nightmare you're holding out letters that have their names on them and in perfect nightmare logic you don't even know their names <laughs> but you hold them out and you can see it's Lemwood on both of them and you want to give it to them but you're just being dragged away and you wake up again um, and Stampy uh, you trying to sleep just see wolves wolves everywhere wolves chasing you you go into the banquet hall and you just see every person who is in this castle is a wolf and uh, you see uh, the uh, man standing where the castellan would stand is just this terrible icy figure uh, with gleaming red eyes and horribly sharp teeth staring out as all these wolves ravage uh, horses that are laid out on the tables and again you wake up and it is still night and neither of you can sleep if you would like to wait until the morning you may do you want to go yeah do you tell each other your dreams as well no <laughs> you both look there's a look behind each of your eyes you know that there's something going on here we gotta deliver this letter and get out of here. I'm happy with just leaving, but okay, fine. <laughs> what are we gonna do? If we're not going to kill the Castellan, do you want to just walk up to him and see what happens? You do know <laughs> that you recall in this moment that there was a ping on your radar of where your recipient is. And that ping is still, is still, was firing the day before. That's what I do. I, I'm like, give me a second. I sit down on the ground <laughs> and I uh, uh, sense. You use your primeval sense? Yes. To, to sense your favored enemy, which is postal recipients. Mm -hmm. So as you sit and meditate, um, again, you reach out your consciousness, you sharpen your senses to the point where it stretches out in a five-mile radius around you, and you feel this ping of a feeling um, slightly down, less than a mile away, and in the direction of the chapel that you visited earlier that day. He's in the chapel. Okay. Let's go there. Let's. 
So you're, I will be a kind god <laughs> and say that your passive outer trace is still active as you did not find true rest as you simply closed your eyes oh, yeah. and saw these images. So I can say, in fact, make a concentration check for me. Let's see if it's still up. Well, it would have expired by now, right? What do I add to it? How's, how long does it last? I think that's a long spell. Uh, I thought it was an hour. Your spellcasting modifier. If it's an hour. Um. Um, it's up trace. to an hour. Yeah, up to an hour, unfortunately. Yeah, that spell has faded. Yeah. Um, you're just two gnomes who are standing in the stable. You making your way outside towards the chapel? Do you want to cast that spell again? Um, Nyx looks hopefully at Stampy. Something tells me that I should save my magic. You would know that as well in character. Like if you want to save oh, your, true. your energy, it's not okay. it's not meta. You know it's, your it's, magic. It's right. still dark and raining. Still dark and raining. Oh, okay. is it? If, if it's raining, they wouldn't be able to spot us. Also, my magic did not come back. You hear a sound at the doorway again. <laughs> As your bird returns with a very wet and quite muddy beret in her beak. Can you now send Avery for backup for us, please? Oh, Avery, do, did you want, do you want to... Avery flies down to you and you speak to her. She tilts her head up at you. Hell, you know, he's my boss and I worked with him for many years, but I forget his name. <laughs> Tell Stephen. That's so <laughs> far off. <laughs> but Avery knows exactly who <laughs> Tell Stephen that we're in a bit of a pickle. I suspect wolves. Um, and then uh, I... I shake my fist at him. At Avery, but in as part of the message. Yes. She is a bird <laughs> that cannot speak, just so you know. So she can convey ideas, lead people places. I've got parchment on me. <coughs> what? I've got parchment on me. You've got parchment on you? And a quill and ink. Oh, fancy that. <laughs> you scribble a letter? Yes. Uh, dear, dear Stephen, question mark in brackets. <laughs> okay. Um, we're, we're trapped here and I suspect wolves. I just grabbed the paper off. <laughs> Stampy yep. and I. So you see the ink trail <laughs> off as you pull it. And I write, send help immediately. Things going south. I take it back and on the margins of the letter, I shake my fist at you. <laughs> <laughs> Draw a little picture. Yes. <laughs> um, you fold up the letter. Do you seal it? You would have both have waxed. Um, I, have, I have wax. I'll seal it. You seal the letter. In the rain. And uh, <laughs> give it to Avery, and she puts it in her beak and flies off into the night. Okay, where's this chapel? You do know it's uh, yeah. three, four days. Flat, even by Raven's wing. We're on our own for three or four days. I don't, I don't think we're going to last that long. Maybe they can carry our bodies home. Um, I want to go back to those horses who helped us out the other day. 
I guess yesterday. No. No. Or the day before. We're going to this chapel. <laughs> it was so nice. We don't need... Horses he, he aren't helpful him. when we're trying to lay low and not be spotted. Oh, but he's so cute. Even though I need you to focus. Flippant, you can feel that there's a part of his... In his own special way, <laughs> avoiding the problem. Stampy, I need you to focus on this. We've got to get out of here. All right. We'll deliver the letter. And then we'll leave once we've helped Tin's family and oh, yeah. restored the there. city. See, right. they, they, Nyx does not look optimistic. She sort of moves her hands in, a, in the same excited arc she did before when explaining her love of letters. Nyx. I admire your optimism, but the heavy rain falling onto you as you say these things really does cast a lot of doubt. Well, at times like these, you've just got to think about the mail and what's important in this world, and that's delivering this letter, so let's go! She points toward just outside as the rain starts landing on her head as she's taking the steps just outside of the, the stable. I take off my wet beret mm -hmm. and I put it on Nick's. Oh, you put it on her head. A little bit of muddy water dribbles down the <laughs> side of your face, but it doesn't change your determined expression. <laughs> if anything, it just makes her look a little bit badass. <laughs> you head off out into the night? Yeah. Okay, make a stealth check. Oh. I'm going to give you advantage because it is both night and raining. But it's not a pleasant experience, but so roll advantage. Six. Six? Plus anything? No. Nope. Oh. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. So, Nix, you fall a couple of times, slipping in the mud. Um, and there are a few times when guards still burning... Uh, they're burning their torches late into the night, searching around, um, go, 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 go. nearly spot you. And uh, Stampy drags you around a corner, uh, pulls you down to duck uh, just behind a fence or a small stone wall um, that sort of winds through this old castle village. Um, but you manage to stay out of sight. And you make your way to the small walled garden of the chapel. You find the door locked. Can I, um, can I, does it look like this chapel's guarded or? There are no guards outside of it. You don't know, you listen for the inside, make a perception check. Um, 17. You see the rain falling. You can hear the rustling of the trees as a wind blows them, as the rain starts. Like it, It's coming down quite heavy. You are both properly drenched. Your raven's cloaks uh, are designed for this, though, so underneath you are fairly dry, like your shoulders are quite And the wet. door's locked? The door is locked. I cast knock. Okay. So you point your wand at the lock uh, and a loud rapping noise rings out from the knock. And you're tense 
for a moment as you look around, uh, poised to dart away and run. But nobody comes. The door swings open. You see the path winding through these trees up to the chapel in front of you. You walk in and close the door behind you. So he's in the chapel? I walk inside. <laughs> you, you just walk up to the chapel. Nyx hurriedly follows behind. Okay. <laughs> Large wooden doors that are tall, even for a human, they would go 10, 15 feet high. And there's two of them. Um, you push, and it's heavy against uh, your uh, hands. Um, Is there anything suspicious in this area? Uh, in the little grove outside? Yeah. Um, make another perception check. Ten. You look up into the trees and down against the wall. It's dark. It is so dark here. You can only... It, there's not. There's barely even moonlight. Um, you can just see the faint glimmers. Now, as you've sort of walked up this grove, it's a slight incline, so you can just barely see over the wall uh, to the other side of the castle walls, and you can just barely see the little lights of guards patrolling, scouring through rest of the castle village. I've got a bad feeling about this. Stampy is already pushing <laughs> on the chapel doors. This, 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 is the last, this is the last thing I have to do. The doors creak under your hands and move slowly. You get them about a foot open before you're able to just squeeze in. Inside it is dry, dusty. You see stained glass windows up at the other end. It's a small, simple chapel. There are pews, rows of wooden seats, all facing up at the other end. There's a stone altar. Um, there are simple etchings to uh, the god Pelor, though they seem quite understated, just chiselled into the stone. Uh, not the usual uh, fancy finery you'd usually find in the Chapel of Halo. Um You can see a large, fine carpet uh, sort of um, intricately woven laid over the middle of the floor just in front of the altar. Um, you can hear the rain hammering at the roof above. There are several small, dimly glowing uh, candles set on the altar that the wax has burned very low on. You can see it dripping Are we down. alone in this room? You believe you are. You cannot see anybody immediately. Can I investigate? Investigate the room? Mm. What for? People. For people? <clears throat> Make an investigation check. Uh, 20. 20. Unnatural 20. Unnatural. Now you search behind walls, um, around little nooks and alcoves that come out of the architecture of the inside of the building. Stampy, you sort of shake off the water as you watch Nyx hurriedly and efficiently check all the different spaces that a person might be. Um, now whilst you don't find a person, with your keen intelligence... 
you feel your foot creak at one moment as you step across this large carpet. There's something here. And you roll back the carpet and see there is a wooden trapdoor. I open it. You pull it open. Um, Showing great leadership, Nyx. I find that comment condescending. Oh. (laughs) You say as you lift this trapdoor open, um, Stampy, as you wander up, you see this five foot by five foot trapdoor that you, quite a small gnome, struggled to get open by yourself, but as, as you sort of work together to open it, you see a set of stone steps leading down. You can see there is no light coming from this Oh. This is reminding me of the Leadbetter delivery. When all the lights went out, when the wolves and the snakes were chasing <laughs> us, and we had to find the spike pits in the dark. Mm-hmm. Well, here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> I just marched down the stairs. Now, I forget. As gnomes, yes, as gnomes, you do have dark vision, I believe. Um, it's funny. We can see in the dark, <laughs> but in that corridor, we just couldn't see the spike pits. No. Nor could we see... You tremble as you remember. I can't say it. It's okay. Nobody believes this part, but I was there. (laughs) Stampy, we need to focus on the problem at hand. We can't be talking about the Leadbetter delivery right now. We have a letter to deliver. And this time she reaches into her pouch and pulls out with expert precision the letter that you were handed uh, less than a 10 day earlier. And I will deliver it if it is the last thing I do. No, that's my thing. You see a deranged That's look never on been your thing. This is my last case. This is my last delivery. I should be the one to make the potential sacrifice. You're young. You have a whole career ahead of you. Take steps down the stairs. (laughs) With words unsaid hanging in the air. (laughs) You step down and in shades of grey, you see each step. And you see that eventually, maybe like 20 feet down, these stone steps level off into a long stone corridor. Oh, okay, okay. You see, there is a... Can you smell wolves? You see a dim light at the end of the corridor. I hate corridors. As you wander down it slowly, um, quietly. Holding the walls. Holding (laughs) the walls, tracing them for any levers. (laughs) Shuffling my feet so as not to fall into any potential (laughs) uh, spike traps. You see a simple room um, with a large stone table right at the end. You can see glimmers of candlelight. As you walk along the corridor, you notice that 
it's got wet dragged across it is you sort of stop and bend down to look at it you notice it's not blood it's just water and mud but something someone perhaps has been dragged through here not long ago and as you creep further up this corridor as there's not any other rooms off to the side and it's just hewn stone this underground tunnel you get into this room and you find three figures laying on this large stone table candles lighting the room you see the candles drip over what you then notice to be skulls you see red satin laid over this stone table and on top of it three figures lie that you recognise they lie still but breathing eyes closed oh my god is it Tin's family? it's Tin <laughs> and his family oh my god that was chapter 5 of the Postal Code you had Louise Cox as Nick Snackle Live Letter and Pedro Cure as Shepin Namfoodle Stamp Stumbler, or Stampy for short. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, the best way is through the website fateandfables.com, where you can send us a raven. Fate and Fables will continue to air twice a week uh, until the postal code is all done. So hang tight for the next chapter coming soon. Uh, That is all for this week. My name is Matthew Jackson, and this was Fate and Fables.